The Smart Start Money Podcast. If the subject is about money and life or questioning the so-called experts on the subject, we open the conversations. It's the Smart Start Money Podcast. My name is Eric Flynn. Index fund investing has grown in popularity as a passive investment strategy to invest in the market. It's now estimated that almost half the market is composed of passive investing with an increasing number of people no longer looking to financial professionals who are unable to consistently beat market average returns, investors are many times choosing index funds. Stick around for today's podcast episode, and I'm going to talk about the advantages and disadvantages of index fund investing. This podcast episode, I wanted to talk about index fund investing, and it's not something new, certainly. And if you're listening to this podcast, you've probably heard about index funds before, but maybe you haven't. But I wanted to just kind of provide my view a little bit on index fund investing and also cover the advantages and disadvantages of investing in an index fund. Now, with more investors starting to realize index funds can be a good low cost alternative to investing in comparison to hiring a financial advisor with high fees and commissions, Investing in index funds, I will say it's not perfect. However, there are several advantages with index funds that can often outweigh the disadvantages when it comes to investing. If you aren't familiar with with what an index fund is, an index fund, it's a collection of investments that track the performance of a market index, such as the S&P 500 or something like the Dow Jones. Each investment in an index fund contains approximately the same investments as the index it follows. The result is when the index does well in the market, the fund itself will do the same. Index funds may not only track a popular market index, but there are also ones that will be comprised of particular sectors. For example, there could be an investment comprised of only healthcare stocks. Mutual fund index investments are often made up of the S&P 500 being very popular. There might also be ETFs, exchange-traded funds, that will be made up to follow sectors. Because an index fund generally contains an extensive number of investments comparable to the index it follows, they offer a good amount of diversification built into them. This is one of the attractions of an index fund, Although investing with index funds, it doesn't guarantee success, there are several reasons why they can be a good alternative to picking individual stocks or mutual funds. So I want to first start by going over the some of the advantages of index fund investing. And probably one of the biggest ones is the cost. When it comes to investing, nothing truly comes for free. Now, you might see things like no-load mutual funds or commission-free trading. You might see options for that available somewhere, but there are almost always expenses associated someplace in an investment. Index funds are no different, yet the associated costs of owning an index fund should be low due to their passive investment strategy. Just to kind of explain here, a passive investment is one that does not trade in order to try and time or beat the market. Each time work needs to be done with an investment, there are costs involved. Because an index fund is comprised of investments that follow an index or sector, there's not a lot of trading activity in and out of investments. This is where the passive investment term comes from. 
The management fees in an index fund take out less money from an investor's portfolio to cover the associated costs with buying and selling investments in the fund. And the result here is more money left in, a, in an investor's portfolio due to a lower expense. Investing in an index fund should always come with a low cost, and this can be a big advantage comparable to other investment options. One of the big things you have to remember with the index fund investing is they, they should be low cost. So that's something certainly to look for when you're looking at an index fund, because that's one of the advantages. If you have one, you find one that has high fees, then, then there's definitely something not right. Another advantage of index fund investing is diversification. Having a diversified investment portfolio is essential to limiting exposure to a specific stock or sector in the market. Now, it would be very expensive for an individual investor to purchase the number of individual investments to track a specific index. And for this reason, investing in an index fund can be a good choice. An index fund allows an investor to purchase several different investments at a low price. There can be a lot of work that goes into picking individual investments to achieve a, a good level of diversification. With an index fund, the diversification is built in and there's no need to pick every investment. And this is definitely a advantage. Growth is another one. Index investing might not offer the excitement of individual stocks or mutual funds that don't track a specific index. However, they can offer steady growth. This is especially the case for long-term investors. Because most average investors have a majority of their investment portfolio in retirement savings, with a long time horizon, investing in an index fund can be, a lot of times it can be a good choice. The S&P 500 has returned about 10% on average over the last 90 years, while long-term stock investing can average somewhere around 7 to 9%. An index fund that even gets a 9 or 10% return over a number of years is not terribly bad considering the low expenses compared to other mutual funds that do not invest in an index. Because index funds are passively managed, their growth can be quite good for a long-term investment because the costs are lower, which can equal a higher return. Another advantage to index fund investing is, quite basically, index funds can be a great choice for the average investor. Probably one of the big advantages is... It, they are, they can be good for the average investor. Like I said, they could be a good choice for the buy and hold passive investor that does not want to work with a financial advisor. Because index funds are low cost and offer good diversification, they can be a beneficial investment for a retirement portfolio and 401k. And index funds are a way for the average investor to diversify their risk at a low cost. Although index funds most often achieve only an average rate of return, slow and steady growth for reaching a financial retirement goal, it could certainly be a good thing. Let's take a look at the disadvantages of index investing to look at the other side here. And one of those could certainly be market swings. Although index investing is generally well diversified, it is not entirely immune to a market swing or crash. If the market as a whole has a downturn, so will the index. This can be seen with something like a major market downfall 
that occurs and the S&P falls dramatically. If someone owns an index fund that follows the S&P 500, it's going to fall as well when the market as a whole drops. Picking individual stocks or mutual funds is generally not as diversified comparable to an index, yet selecting the, the right ones could be the right investments could be better in a market swing. Even when there is a major market downturn, there are always certain sectors or investments that will outperform others. Owning an index fund will just follow the overall down market as a whole. Investment flexibility could be another disadvantage. Index funds use a passive investment approach without as much activity comparable to some other investments. Because of this, there isn't a significant amount of flexibility for the fund manager to trade in and out of investments. This only adds to not being able to possibly limit losses in an overall market downturn or taking a bigger advantage of a market upturn. An index fund is designed to follow an index. Managers of index funds are required to follow the index they are designed for, and this limits possible flexibility. Because there's not much flexibility with index fund investing, it might also be a little more boring to some investors that like the excitement of ups and downs. Performance could also be a disadvantage. Index investing looks to achieve slow and steady growth. It will follow the average performance of the index it follows. This can limit gains when there is an up or down market. For investors that enjoy trying to time the market and beat it, an index fund may not be a good choice. Index fund investing looks to keep pace with the market. For an investor seeking above average returns, an index fund is not likely going to work. Another disadvantage of an index fund could be human interaction. Although a financial advisor's role is not to achieve above average performance usually, most people hire one believing this to be the case. When people primarily use index funds for investing, there is no need to have a financial professional because most will not just invest in an index fund for a client. An investor that will be only investing in an index doesn't really need a financial professional to make investment decisions and pick individual stocks or mutual funds. For someone that enjoys the interaction with a financial professional, investing in an index fund, it wouldn't be a good option. So I guess the final question here is, is index investing a, a good choice with the disadvantages and advantages? And deciding to invest in an index fund really depends on what an investor is looking to, to get out of their investments. Also, it depends on an investor's tolerance for risk. In my opinion here is index investing is, it's a good choice for most people due to the low costs and diversification. Also, for average investors that do not have the money to get the true value from a financial professional will benefit by investing in index funds. Most people don't have the time or money to successfully pick individual stocks or mutual funds and have them perform better than the market. Furthermore, most financial professionals will also not beat the market year after year. There are numerous financial professionals that would argue against investing in index funds. Most of them would be financial advisors and money managers. And there's a reason most of these people argue against index funds because index investing does not help them earn a living. 
Financial professionals like to claim they can do better than most investors will on their own when it comes to investing, but this is generally not the case. Overall, the arguments to index investing really do seem to be in favor of the positive aspects outweighing any negatives, and there's several reasons why. As I just kind of mentioned, financial advisors don't generally beat the market. Most financial professionals against index funds will claim investors can do better than average performance when they work with an advisor. However, the truth is most financial professionals do not beat market average returns. Furthermore, actively managed funds themselves often fail to beat their comparative market benchmark over a longer, longer investment time period. And this is according to a recent Morningstar study. Now, I will say, sure, there are some really good financial professionals that can beat market averages, but the number of them is much less than most people in the industry would like to admit. An advisor that has a history of above market returns will more often have up and down years with the long-term average matching a market index or even worse with fees added into the figure. For most investors that can achieve above average returns year after year, it is often because they are invested with something not available to the general public. For example, wealthy investors that gain access into the hedge fund world are many times able to receive investment returns that are much better than the general public. And if you're not familiar here with a hedge fund, a hedge fund, it's similar to a mutual fund, but on a bigger level for only very wealthy investors. Hedge funds claim to take on more aggressive and sophisticated methods to investing in order to provide above average returns for their clients. This certainly could be the case. However, there might also be more involved many times that most average investors will not have access to. And I will say here, insider trading activity is, it's technically illegal, yet don't think it doesn't occur every day. And the hedge fund world would not be exempt from the practice as history has certainly shown us. There's even a, a good book I read one time called The Circle of Friends. You can look it up on Amazon that gets into the hedge fund world and insider trading. Now, I'm not saying... Not all wealthy investors in the hedge fund world are getting the advantage of inside information, but there's certainly some that will be rewarded through news not available to the public. More will likely just be on the receiving end of public information much faster than the, the rest of the investing public. And this allows the hedge fund managers to quickly take advantage of this knowledge for their benefit. And the point with hedge funds is most financial professionals, they don't belong to one. Furthermore, most financial professionals do not have that, so to speak, edge. This does not necessarily mean gaining an advantage with inside information, but being in the right circle of people to act much faster than anyone else. For this reason, most financial advisors are not able to beat market averages consistently. The same can be said for most investors. They too will not have the access that the wealthy have. Average investors and index investing, the truth is most average investors will not have an edge with a financial professional when it comes to returns. The real 
value most financial advisors bring is, like I said, not in investment performance, but with more complex investment diversification and tax savings, the kind of services mostly more wealthy investors need. There's a reason average investors do not often require the help of a financial advisor, and it's because the average investor will generally not be able to, to get their money's worth. An average investor that hires a financial professional will many times only be paying to have that person choose investments for them. Buying an index fund is a simple, low-cost way to invest without hiring a financial advisor. And I'm not saying everyone shouldn't use a financial advisor, but most people would many times be better just educating themselves and investing in something like an index fund. Just to kind of wrap up this podcast, the index investing, it can be a great choice for most everyday investors. And this isn't only, in my opinion, one of the best value investors, Warren Buffett, has even said that most everyday investors can benefit from picking a good index fund. This is particularly the case with a long investment time horizon. Since most average investors have a majority of their holdings in retirement with something like an IRA or 401k, these typically have a long-term investment time. Using index funds can be a good choice to achieve long-term savings goals and reaching retirement. There are people, like I said, that can beat market averages and index fund investing, but these individuals are not as common as most financial professionals would like to admit. The financial advisors that do beat the market will typically not do it year after year. Also, with fees and commissions added, higher returns could be potentially less than a comparable index. Average everyday investors will, they're just not going to have access access to the types of financial professionals that could potentially beat market averages repeatedly year after year. Only the wealthy and powerful investors will always have the advantage with their access to information. If you are someone that has a financial advisor, there's certainly nothing wrong with this. However, you need to know their role is not likely going to be primarily to attain above average returns. They will be working to help you reach your financial goals and they won't be doing it for free. At the very least, if you are using an advisor, You need to ensure they're matching a comparable index after fees and expenses for the returns they're getting you. If they're not, you could be better off just investing in an index fund on your own. Thanks for listening to the Smart Start Money Podcast. If you like the podcast, please subscribe. You can also visit the website at smartstartmoney.com. I'd be interested to know, are you someone that uses a financial advisor and you're happy with them? Are you actually getting above market returns year after year? You can send your comments to eric at smartstartmoney.com. On the next podcast episode, I'm going to answer a question that recently came in. And that question is, in your 20s, is it more important to save for a home or save for retirement? Join me on the next podcast episode as I answer this question on saving for a home or saving for retirement.